Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. we got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice, Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially Grace. Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. Happy Friday, Junior. That's right. It is Thursday and we have a lot to get to. There's a lot of amusing stories out there today, including a John Kerry story, which you all know I love to talk about. The climate czar. It's the only choice for somebody like me. Soon to be former climate czar. So just soak in these last couple of weeks, everybody. Enjoy this time because you're going to look back and you're going to realize it all went by so fast. And you didn't appreciate the time where John Kerry was in charge of the weather. Now, also what we have on deck for you today is Nikki Haley coming out with the most delusional take on the Nevada primary that I have ever heard. And I just want to thank her for it, Jared, because this brought me so much joy. When I saw this on X, I was laughing my ass off. She's she's claiming that she lost the Nevada primary because it was rigged. And I just want to say yesterday we opened the show by congratulating none of the candidates. None of the above is the way I like to put it, but I know that's not technically what it said. But she was beaten by the option, none of these candidates or none of the above is how we'll put it for today. And I just want to say to none of the above, if you are involved with Russia or Putin or Tucker Carlson for that matter... And you rigged that election against Nikki Haley because you're so terrified of having a female boss president. Then you better watch yourself because the intelligence agencies in this country have six ways to Sunday to get back at you. Okay, none of the above. So tread lightly. Tread lightly because things are not looking good for you. We're going to talk about that a little bit. But a big story today is that the Supreme Court justices are hearing the arguments in the Trump ballot ban cases. A lot of the states in this beautiful country of ours are trying to kick Trump off the ballot. Now, it comes back to and I'm not even saying this for the audience because you guys are as bright as can be. I have to remind myself oftentimes what we're dealing with. There's so many cases, there's so many indictments, there's so many, so many charges against Donald Trump. And I I have to remind myself, what is the crux of this issue? And what they're trying to prove, some of these voters, in some cases, like in Maine, it's the Secretary of State. In some cases, it's justices, the Supreme Court of a state. And what they're trying to prove is that because Donald Trump cited an insurrection, a court incited an insurrection, according to these geniuses, not according to, you know, the law or any sort of actual conviction, but just because they decided that he should not be able to run for president. Now, from what I've been reading, it would appear that sanity is going to prevail here. The judges seem to be indicating 
the justices seem to be indicating that they are leaning towards allowing Trump to be on the ballot. And it should be 9-0. It probably be like 8-1. I think Sotomayor might actually uh might actually go against it, but it should be 9-0. I'm sure Katanji Brown Jackson will go against it. I don't know. Giving I... her given her a test or whatever her behavior today. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I've read, you know, I've been reading the back and forth between, you know what my favorite thing was, Jared? I I noticed that during the arguments, I was reading some of the transcripts, and the attorney who's representing the Colorado voters who sued to get Trump off the ballot, his name is Jason Murray. And I see this quote, it was like a Chiron on TV today, and the quote caught my attention because he said what Trump did, I don't know if he said what Trump did on January 6th, but he said what Trump did was indisputable. I love that line because if it's indisputable, why are so many people disputing it? Like, And by the way, I'm not talking about mega, mega morons like me. Yeah, we're going to fight it all day long. But there are legal scholars. There are people with Ivy League degrees who are disputing whether or not Donald Trump incited an insurrection. And so to call it indisputable is just it's just false. I also I really don't go for that. I don't go for this talk. I hate when you're having a debate with someone and somebody says, well, that's just indisputable or or that's just a fact. Because most of the time when somebody's saying that they're referencing something that is not only highly disputable, but that is not a fact at all. It's like, no, no, no. You know what? You don't get to be the arbiter of what gets disputed. I want to dispute it. I want to debate it. And especially when you're talking about this, this is something that there's a lot of debate going on about whether or not Donald Trump incited an insurrection. You know what's part of the dispute is the fact that he told the protesters that day to march peaceably to the Capitol. That would be the first that would be the first piece of evidence in the column of not an insurrection. And so I would I would say that it's disputable but we're going to go back to this we're going to tell you more information as we get it but it's looking good it's looking like donald trump is going to appear on the ballot which i always thought was going to happen but i also i i never want to nothing's a sure thing anymore you know craziness is all around us so i never like to get too too confident on that front now meanwhile the special counsel is going is supposedly going to release their report on the biden document debacle Soon. This is from the Associated Press. It said the Justice Department special counsel investigating President Joe Biden's handling. If I worked at the AP, I would have changed. I would have preferred mishandling. But that's just me. Handling of classified documents has completed his inquiry and a report is expected to be released soon to Congress and the public. According to Merrick Garland, he told that to lawmakers in a letter yesterday. Now, if you need a refresher on the Biden document scandal. It's a little bit different from the Mar-a-Lago document raid. See, where Trump was hoarding top-secret documents for nefarious purposes to undermine the safety and security of the United States and to probably sell nuclear secrets to our adversaries or something like that. That was, the, that was what I kept hearing from all of the deranged people in the media, that that's, that's most likely what was going on with Trump. In Biden's case, it's a little bit different. He was just taking the documents home, giving them 
the once over. He's a Socratic guy, Jared. We've heard this before. He likes to do his homework. He likes he he's a fan of the remote work, I think. So he likes to take his stuff home, maybe go over it with a highlighter, throw it near the Corvette, throw it in the closet, forget about it for a couple of years, maybe a couple of decades, and then circle back to it eventually. But there was nothing nefarious about what Joe Biden did, according to NARA and according to the mainstream media. What did they say about his documents at one point that they made their way? Like when the media was reporting this story, when they were reporting the, the Trump document scandal. It was FBI raids, Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, and they had all the pictures. Remember this? They had all the pictures of the documents, and it was like they wanted to th- draw uh, chalk around the document bodies to show you how bad it was. Like, look at look at this place. There's just documents strewn everywhere. They went through uh, Melania's like underwear drawer. That that's what they were doing when it came to Donald Trump. When it came to Joe Biden. They acted as though the documents had a mind of their own. The documents migrated to Joe Biden's closet. It was like the cartoon Bill from Schoolhouse yeah. Rock just kind of walking its way over. You know? It's like, I'm sick of this place. I want to go hang near the Corvette. I want to go hang with Hunter. That's what I'm interested in. So we were told when, when the mainstream media and when the Democrats... We're trying to run cover for Joe Biden. We were told how cooperative he was being. He's cooperating with NARA. He's cooperating. And that the National Archives and Record Administration, NARA, that they give him an A+. They give him gold stars for keeping them in the loop about the documents above the steakhouse and in the closet and beside the Corvette and the rest. But here's something I'm going to throw out there. And I'm so curious if anyone agrees And if you disagree, because you know what, Jared, this is what I'm about to throw out this theory. It's disputable. It is high. I love to dispute. But here's my theory. They're coming out with this report on the Biden document scandal, and it's really hard for them. It's really hard for them to throw the book at Trump in this case and then not throw it at Biden because Trump had a lot more authority to declassify things than Biden did, if Biden had any. I'm not exactly sure. I know as a senator he wouldn't have any. I'm not exactly sure about VP. But Trump was the president of the United States. And there's you can read it in different ways, but he definitely had more authority to declassify things. And so here's what I'm throwing out there. Because that's already problematic for them, the fact that both of these candidates... I know Trump's not officially the candidate yet, but most likely have document issues, have declassified document issues. I really believe that this is their last. If they're going to pull the lever, Jared, if they're going to Austin Powers, press the red button, have the floor open up underneath and just say goodbye to Joe, this might be their last off ramp. Do I sound do I sound like I'm uh, I'm coming up I'm grasping at straws? I really do think that if they want to, if they want to say to this guy, this is the end of the road for you. You've now mentioned dead people that you've spoken to like three times this week. In the course of the last three days, Joe Biden has mentioned speaking with people who died in the nineties. If they want him gone. This could be their golden ticket. 
this could be their last chance. Because otherwise, I don't know. And people say, well, they could just say it's a medical thing. Oh, he can't run, whatever. But this is a way where they could say he can't run because he's he's in a lot of trouble because of the Corvette documents for stashing all those papers next to his favorite car. I don't know. I could see it. I could. It wouldn't shock me if they took advantage. And they'd be smart to take advantage of this. They'd be smart to say, Joe, it's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. But your time is up. I See, I think this is similar to the plagiarism Justine, um, Claudine Gay thing where they had the perfect argument and they still didn't take it. I yeah. can see the Democrats pulling the same thing here. Like they have, they've had a lot of great, you know, red button moments with him, but they haven't taken any of them. Yeah, it's like, yeah. let me help you. I'm trying yeah. to help you here. You know, you have all these opportunities. You see, yesterday he didn't even salute the Marines when he was getting off. Yeah, he's done that a couple times. It's... We didn't see him. I No, I don't even, in, in that case, I truly don't blame him. Because I'm like, oh, he, he is... didn't even know where he was or what was going. He didn't even know there were other people around. Yeah, he was in that stage, you know, when you wake up on the couch and you, you have to make your way back up to your bed and you just don't even, the next morning you wake up and you're like, I don't even remember making that walk that's what it looked like Like he was he was getting out of there and he was like get me home and he was just moving but now there's another possibility they they come out with this report tomorrow and they say oh well you know he's cleared of any wrongdoing there was nothing bad it was just uh papers about naomi's wedding and the vogue cover and dr dr jill dr b's pilates classes that is also a possibility so we're going to take your calls on this we'll take your theories 844-500-4242 and like we said the supreme court is hearing the arguments about kicking trump off the ballot it's looking good for trump and for democracy so i'm sure everyone at the washington post can take a deep breath democracy's not dying in darkness, at least not today. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Dr. Houghton of Perfect Smiles is a superb architect. When it comes to dentistry, he's the best in the business. He fixes your teeth and your smile. But what he really does is he builds the self-confidence of his patients. When you have a smile that you're proud of, it builds confidence in your professional life and in your personal life. The better you look, the better you feel. It helps every aspect of your life. You want to feel good. You want to look good. And this is something that a lot of people think about every day, but they put it off. Don't put it off any longer. Take care of yourself. You deserve it. Call Perfect Smiles in Nashua, New Hampshire. I love the team at Perfect Smiles. Dr. Houghton is an artist. He also just happens to be a very, very kind person. And when you're getting your teeth worked on, some people get a little scared. You want to have someone who's gentle, who's kind, and who takes it at your own pace and who knows what they're doing. So they're located off Route 3. You can reach them at perfectsmiles.com. That's where you can also check out their video testimonials. When you get there, tell them that you heard about it on The Grace Curley Show. That's perfectsmiles.com. Change your smile, change your life, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curley Show. Today's poll question is brought to you by the Nossip Beach Inn. Right now you can stay at the Nossip Beach Inn for under $200 this winter. 
To reserve your pet-friendly ocean view room, go to NasaBeachIn.com. That's NasaBeachIn.com. Jared, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at GraceCurlyShow.com, is who do you think rigged Nevada against Nikki Haley? <laughs> Was it Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Tucker Carlson, Russia, Ultra Mega Maga, or no other candidate? There's so many options. We know that Donald Trump colluded with Russia to rig the election against Hillary Clinton via some very, very deceptive memes on Facebook. So obviously um, I'm leaning towards him on this one. Um, and as Adam Schiff has told me, he was in bed with the, the Kremlin and, you know, there was compromise and all of those things. So I know that he has the ability to do that. But at the same time, no other candidate just ran away with this thing. And I hadn't heard much about this, this candidate, no other candidate, until the actual night of the primary. And it just seems weird to me, Jared. It seems suspicious. I, I've heard that no other candidate spent some time in Russia at one point in a hotel room. So I am going to go with no other candidate. And, and I really hope that we can get to the bottom of this. I'm actually hoping we can bring in Bob Mueller and spend a couple of years and a couple million dollars trying to figure out how this happened and how Nikki Haley had this rigged against her. I mean, he's a Republican. I'm sure he'd be more than happy to do it. He's a Republican. 78% say no other candidate. 8% each for Russia and ultra mega MAGA. 3% for Donald Trump. 2% for Tucker Carlson and 1% for Ron DeSantis. We are going to talk about Tucker today, too, because I have a lot to say on that. But one thing I just thought of was remember when Trump put out that picture, it, I would say it was AI, but it wasn't even that convincing, but it was Nikki Haley's face imposed on Hillary Clinton. Did you, did you see that one? It was Hillary Clinton, like one. the haircut of oh, Hillary Clinton, yes, yeah, the, but it was like Nikki Haley's H face. The, yes, and I it did, was yeah. meant to show people Nikki Haley is just Hillary Clinton, you know, in, in, different, in a different pantsuit. And her saying that this election was rigged against her is really, I mean, she is really proving Trump right yet again. 844-500-4242. Okay, let's go to the calls here. And saying, look at me. Listen to me. Yeah, I don't know. It's like they, they both got a right to sing the blues. And you know what the problem is? It's that they're so damn likable. That's the issue. They're so likable, but because everyone in this country is so sexist and misogynistic, these two ladies can't catch a break. We just won't let them be president. It, it's, it's, it's wrong. It's wrong on all counts. Uh, Stanley, quickly, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Stanley. Yeah, Grace, uh, <clears throat> they're going to wait and see if they can win the election with Biden. The real power is going to be Biden's VP, and then they're going to dump him. Biden's VP, though, and there's a piece today in Red State, and there's been so many think pieces on this in the past couple of years. But this one, I, I think, is by Jeff Charles, and it's Biden's VP is Kamala Harris. And that's <laughs> that's actually proving to be his Achilles heel. There's something very beautiful about the fact and, and very ironic about the fact that Joe Biden chose Kamala Harris because he said, I'm going to pick a black woman to be my VP. And he chose Kamala Harris. And now but through that virtue signaling that he wanted to put out there, he's stuck in such a bind. Like he's backed into a corner because her approval rating somehow is worse than his. 
And that is something I don't think she gets nearly enough credit for. We should be reminding people of that every day. We'll be right back. We're going to talk Tucker Carlson. We're going to talk Joe Biden. And we're going to talk Jen Psaki as well. Don't move. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. All right, so I want to say something about the Tucker Carlson interview that has taken the world by storm. He's doing an interview with Putin. It's supposed to air tonight on X. And Baltimore Putin. Jared, the media is melting down, melting down. They are very upset about this. They think it's dangerous. They're, and, and you know what? The Babylon Bee, I, was, I did a show today with Sean Spicer. It's going to air tonight. And one of the other panelists brought up a, a headline from the Babylon Bee that I hadn't seen. But it sums this up beautifully. It said, journalists mad at other journalists for doing journalism. That, that explains the entire thing. But what's really funny about this is they don't know whether to bleep or whine their watches because at, on one hand, Jared, what do we always say? They want everything to be true at the same time. On one hand, you've got Jen Psaki and, and AOC and all these people saying, he has, he's been deplatformed. He just has a show on X. Nobody cares about him. And then on the other hand, it's dangerous. Well, which one is it? If nobody's watching him, which is what they claim. Like, they want to tell us, oh, nobody's watching me. Oh, he's on X. It's no big deal. Says Jen Psaki on MSNBC. Y- you want to compare numbers? I'm not a mathematician, but I- I'll tell you right now, I think uh, I think Tucker's numbers are doing laps around yours, Jen. But she wants to make it seem like, oh, this big loser on X is going to interview Putin. And then, uh, in the same breath, they're telling you why this is so dangerous. And I just want to remind people, the interview that the New York Times, they can't, they are, they are pumping out headlines about this because there's so many buzzwords that get all the, uh, the Sheila's out there going, you know, with their pink hats on. You got Tucker in a headline. Tr- I'm sure they work Trump into the headline, Putin into the headline, Twitter into the headline right there, Jared. Talk about clicks galore. You tell people if you're in the New York Times and you write a headline, Tucker Carlson. Um, oh, no. Let me let me frame this the right way. I want to frame this to get the most possible clicks. Like if the Boston Globe were writing this up. Trump supporter Tucker Carlson interviews Putin on Twitter. Oh, boy. MAGA mouthpiece Tucker Carlson takes the evil Elon Stalin's propaganda platform get to prop up a dictator can we get kremlin in there somehow can we get or the kremlin yeah and there you go there you go what else do you need but they want to tell you how dangerous this is and i go back to rachel maddow giving that condescending smug lecture to her listeners or her viewers the handful of people out there who are tuning in about how she doesn't play she doesn't air trump speeches because you know, they, they don't want to give it a platform or they don't want to legitimize it. I don't even know what excuse they use. Like he lies too much or whatever they say. And my big thing is how little, like how low is your opinion of the people who watch your programs that you don't think they can handle seeing something and making their own decisions? Like if it's so bad, right? 
let's just say hypothetically the interview hasn't come out yet let's say tucker does this interview with putin and it's horrible and he tells putin that he's awesome and that he loves him and then they collude together about a way to overthrow an election and it's everything the left is telling us it's going to be and it's the worst thing ever won't your viewers watch it and go wow that was terrible like that's always the part of this that i don't get if it's so terrible then don't you want your listeners and viewers to see it because then they'll see for themselves just how terrible it is but instead they go the opposite route and it's like oh we got to censor it we've got to de- aoc told us when when tucker got kicked off of fox that deplatforming works and this is why deplatforming is a good thing and so now he's on x because he found another platform and they're telling us that he's dangerous again and it just it reminds me of when trump was president and they they wanted to tell us that he was an idiot who couldn't drink a glass of water couldn't walk down the stairs you know watch the uh what, what was he always watching on tv according to the media uh, it was animal planet or something yeah. so he could see gorillas watch the gorillas or something and then while throwing hamburgers at the television oh yeah and ketchup you know it was a, it was a ketchup walls of ketchup everywhere <laughs> He would just take his his fingers covered in ketchup and just smear them on the gorilla whirlwind. And then at the same time, Jared, we were also told we were fed we were fed this idea that he's a double agent. He's so incredibly sneaky and evil and quick witted that he was able to undermine an election, rig an election work with russia and there wasn't a trace of it to be found like that's how much of a lex luther style character this man was that he was able to collude with russia and even after investigation after investigation after investigation millions of dollars spent blue ribbon commission blue ribbon commission blue ribbon commission they weren't able to find anything adam schiff had to go to pranksters to find out about compromat and had to lie to the American people over and over again and just keep saying, trust me, it's going to show up. It's going to show up. I promise. I promise. And the boy who cried wolf. And Trump was so brilliant that he was able to do all of that evil. And then it was the perfect crime. They couldn't find a fingerprint anywhere they went. So which one is it? Is he a dummy? Or is he an evil genius? And now I'm finding the same thing with Tucker Carlson. It's like, is he a big loser who has no idea what he's doing? Or is this interview gonna gonna rock our worlds? And it's it's the most dangerous thing, and it needs to be censored. I'll be tuning in. I'll be tuning in. I, and I don't see a problem with that. CNN at one point interviewed. They had a, a reporter interview Osama bin Laden. Like this is what journalists have been doing for decades. It doesn't mean, in the same way that if I come out here and I read something. I read an opinion that I agree with. Jonathan Turley says something I agree with. That doesn't mean that I endorse everything Jonathan Turley's ever said. And by the same token, if I come out here and I report something or I talk about something, it doesn't mean that that's an endorsement of it. If you're interviewing Putin, it doesn't mean that Tucker Carlson agrees with Putin. It means he's interviewing him because he's a journalist. That's what journalists used to do. By, by this crazy rationale, I could say, well, Caitlin Collins interviewed Donald Trump and Joe Scarborough interviewed Donald Trump and Mika Brzezinski interviewed Donald Trump. And I'm sure at some point Chuck Todd, like all of these people interviewed Donald Trump. 
So that means that they're in the pocket of Trump. That means that they support Trump. Giving voice to dictators. We have to get out of this cycle. We have to. It's insane. It's insane that talking to someone is somehow construed as being a supporter of theirs. And all of these people, Jen Psaki, all these people who are saying it, if that's true, then you're in a lot of trouble because you've talked to people that you disagree with. Lou, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Lou. Yeah, how you doing, Grace? Look, uh, one one thing about Nikki Haley, at least she beat Pence. So, you know, give her <laughs> give her that give her that much. But anyway, a couple couple things. First of all, uh, can I can I say one thing about the Tucker thing is that, you know, here are the people like Rachel Maddow who pushed COVID, they pushed the Russia collusion. How many chances are we going to give them, you know, to to have honest reporting? And Tucker what Tucker got was what they used to call in the old days a scoop that any of them would love, don't you think? But anyway, I want to talk about Joe and uh, and him leaving the presidency. He's not going to leave the presidency as just as in disgrace because of uh, documents. They have to, you know, they Hollywood sort of runs uh, politics in in a, in a lot of ways. They're going to make a scenario where he leaves as a hero. He has to leave as a hero, one of the greatest presidents that ever lived. And maybe he'll re- re- resign right before the convention and say, I can't do, go any further. You go to the convention, you pick a candidate, and probably they'll pick Michelle and Newsom as a ticket and, and, and put on a, a big you know, video of, him, of Biden as a hero and just pump him up. They can't let him go out in disgrace or as a bum. I mean, they just can't do that. They've got to keep pumping him up. But why? Why, very, why? Why, Lou? Is it out of the kindness of their hearts? Like, they just love this guy? I've never gotten the sense that they care that much about Joe Biden. No, for publicity, for votes. For votes, just to keep pumping up to how great the Democrats are and how great Biden. They're not going to, you know, it, 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 they're going to have to, like, make it really look, him really look good because they can't have him going out where Trump is right about him. Yeah, I mean, they can't. that's, they yeah, can't that's what it is. About anything. Yeah, they can't give Trump the satisfaction. You know what, Lou, that part of it, there you go. This is why we ask questions, because we'll get to the root of what we're trying to figure out. You know, you know what I would like to get, Jared, is some sort of sound cut, because I keep thinking, remember the movie What About Bob? With Bill Murray? Yeah. And who was the, uh, I'm trying to think of the, was it Dreyfus? So, uh, it was Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. yeah. We need some sort of sound cut that's what about Kamala? Because everyone keeps throwing these things in there like, oh, it's it's going to be Michelle and then Gavin Newsom. And I'm not making fun of Lou because it's not a bad ticket. It wouldn't be a bad ticket for the Democrats. But people keep throwing this out. Well, they're going to do this. They're going to move them aside. And then they're going to put in so-and-so. And I just keep going, what about Kamala? What about Kamala? You're all forgetting about the VP. And, and and as Gavin Newsom would say, that's Madam Vice President to you. Shame on you for forgetting about Kamala or as Biden calls her, Kamala. 844-500-4242. Um, all right, so the other part of this that I want to get to when we come back, we should, we should play the Nikki Haley so people know what we're talking about. If you missed it, Nikki Haley lost in Nevada and she lost to no other candidate. None of the candidates. That's how it was phrased because it was NOTC. None of the candidates. Some people are writing none of the above. I I like that better. I think it has a better ring to it. And she's very upset about this, even though she admitted, like her campaign admitted, we didn't put any money into this. We didn't really focus on it that much. But now she's trying to say that it just was unfair. So can I have cut nine, please? 
does that situation in Nevada hurt a little bit? No, I mean, Nevada, it's such a scam. They were supposed to have a primary. Trump rigged it so that the GOP chairman, who's been indicted, would go and create a caucus. We knew months ago that we weren't going to spend a day or a dollar in Nevada because it wasn't worth it. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't even count Nevada. That wasn't anything we were looking at. We knew that it was rigged from the start. Sure. Our focus is on South Carolina, Michigan, Super Tuesday. Rigged. It was rigged from the start. So she's blaming Trump. But I just, I just think... She's got her eye on the wrong prize. I think she's got to focus on none of the above. Because heading into South Carolina, I don't know. I, I don't know what the none of the above is up to. But I would be nervous if I were Nikki Haley. Hey, one other thing, since we're talking about Putin and this Tucker interview, everyone's going crazy over it. The last caller, Lou, said that none of these other journalists, they, they, they don't want to interview him or that's what journalists used to do. They used to go for these interviews. And Tucker, I think, said something along the same lines. And some of the journalists pushed back and said, well, we were trying to get interviews with Putin. Like we were trying to get interviews. And then my follow up to that is, so is this just sheer jealousy? Like, what are we in middle school now? You're just mad that he chose Tucker? That's OK. Jealousy is a very, very normal human emotion. But you should be better at hiding it than these people are. Like Aaron Burnett and all these people fuming about how they didn't get the, the Putin interview. It's like, well, sorry. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I don't know why they, he wouldn't do an interview with CNN after, what, 10 years of saying, basically nine years of saying that he undermined the United States in every election. He's a thug. He's a gangster. He's in the pocket of President Trump. Uh, you know, he conspired against the secretary of state like oh, everything they've said about him but do we believe that anyone's even been asking him for an interview oh, I, I i'm sure time. there was uh like some second assistant director producer who sent a cursory email to kremlin.org or something like that and now they're all going it should have been me shoulda coulda woulda 844-500-4242 when we come back we will take your calls. We got a lot of people on the lines who want to talk. Uh, you know, the, the Supreme Court has wrapped up now the oral arguments. I'm sure we'll hear soon. It's looking like they're going to rule in Trump's favor and that he will be on the ballots. So um, unfortunately, democracy is going to I guess democracy is going to die. I don't mean to say it so casually, but I've been told that if Trump is able to be on the ballot and people are able to decide who they're going to vote for in a democratic fashion. I have been told that that will be the death of democracy. And that seems like where we're headed. Maybe we have to kill democracy to save democracy. I don't know. I don't have all the answers. Nasa Beach Inn just opened reservations for winter getaways. You know, I had someone reach out to me today on email, Jared, and they were giving me um, a Twitter handle to follow of a person who just takes beautiful pictures of Nasa Beach and puts them up online. And these are just stunning photographs of the the sunset the beach the waves and it really did make me want to get in my car ditch all of you guys and just head to the nasa beach inn yeah because you can see all that in person because every room in the nasa beach inn has a picture window so if it's down on the cape during the winter which is you know the best time to go down to the cape because you don't have to worry about crowds you can get reservations you can really enjoy yourself down there but if it's cold too cold for you, you can stay in the room and just check out 
the picture window that's there and the fireplace in every room and you can be cozy. Or if you want to brave the cold, you can go out, you can sit by the fire pit, stay warm that way. My wife and I, we were down there. We love sitting by the fire pit, drinking our morning coffee and watching the sunrise. They're pet friendly. You can bring your dog down. Uh, school vacation is coming up. You know, you can go down for the week, just kind of have a quick little getaway with the kids. You can bring your pets. You can all just have a, a grand old time down there. It's one of the most tranquil places that I've ever been, and I cannot recommend de-stressing there enough. And right now you can stay there at the Nasa Beach Inn for under $200 this winter, which is an incredible deal. So go to NossetBeachInn.com to enjoy all all of the tranquility of the Nasa Beach Inn. That's NasaBeachInn.com. So it was Amanpour who, who said, CNN's Amanpour, who, who pushed back on Tucker and said that other Western journalists have tried to interview Vladimir Putin. So so what is it then? Like, is it is he a traitor? The, the first comment here on YouTube on this clip says, so why are people calling Tucker a traitor when other news media outlets are trying to interview Putin? Yeah, look, what's the issue? Because the issue can't be, well... The issue cannot be, well, it's not that he interviewed Putin. It's how he interviewed Putin. Because we haven't seen the interview yet. It doesn't come out till tonight. Unless CNN and Aaron Burnett and all these people got a sneak peek from Tucker, I don't think that can be the argument. Your argument as of right now is that you're mad Tucker's interviewing Putin. That's some sort of traitorous act. But you're at the same time admitting that your outlets and your journalists have tried to interview Putin. You sound insane. Do you realize that? You sound jealous. That's what you sound like. You're jealous that he got Vlad and that you didn't get Vlad. Because you can't say to me, well, no, it's the questions he asked. You haven't heard them yet. We'll be right back with more. Don't go anywhere. Hi, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. I'm taking all your firearm and self-defense questions every Tuesday. Join Grace and me for 2A Tuesday, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. This is the Grace Curley Show. Okay, Jared. Do you want to tell everyone that I was right? I don't know that you're right yet, but uh, according to Fox, Justice Jackson said this is at best ambiguous. Yeah, I think so. I, she I, may actually be on have an understanding of the law which is something i didn't think she had this is looking very good for Even donald j trump hagan apparently now says one state is trying to decide who should be president so. and this is pretty funny because then trump came out and he said he has faith in the supreme court a- and he should i mean he's picked a lot of good justices on there but also it's funny how no matter what happens with politicians or with parties if you like what they do you're like i have faith in the supreme court they know what they- it's settled law they know what they're doing and then if you don't like it it's they're a bunch of quacks. And and I'm not accusing Trump of saying that, but it's just kind of a running thing that we, we tend to see. Um, I'm going to save the callers for when we come back. We've got two more hours of this show to get to all your calls. So Anne, Jay, everybody on the lines, just stay there and we'll come right back to you. We are going to talk more about the Supreme Court. We are going to talk about the illegal alien situation. I don't know if people heard this, but it's unbelievable. The White House is now basically saying... If you don't pass this boondoggle bill, we're going to have to do an even worse job than we've been doing. I've seen mobster movies 
where they're be- they have a more subtle shakedown than this current administration. We'll be right back. We'll take your calls. So much more. The Grace Curley Show.